In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege of being the host of this show for you right here on the weekend, or maybe when you're catching it on the podcast at goodnewsforthecity.com. And one of the things I love to talk about, whether it's on this radio show, on the podcast, or if you happen to catch me in person, because my other job as lead pastor is Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, I love to talk about the gospel. Because as we say, the tag show, the tagline of the show, rather, is it is the gospel that makes a way. The gospel is the hope. And the gospel is what we've been called as followers of Jesus Christ to share to the world. It's a good chance you've heard this verse before, but just in case you haven't, I want to tell you what the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19 and 20 says. It's called the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. I love that verse. It's, it illustrates some of the guiding principles of how we're supposed to live. And obviously, it illustrates the guiding principles of an organization we're going to talk about today called Alpha. It's a program that's focused on evangelism and exploring faith. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the show and you go back to the podcast notes, if you're not a member of the show, if you go back to August of 2021, we heard from two other people locally here in this area, part of the National Alpha Organization and part of National Community Church, about what was happening through Alpha and starting conversation, answering questions, and having a dialogue about the Christian faith here in this area. Today, we're going to hear another update. And we're going to hear about all that God has been doing to grow the network of Alpha churches in the DMV and introduce communities to Jesus through Alpha. And to give us this update, welcome to the studio, Susie Kumar. Susie, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Right. So, you know, one of the things that people wonder sometimes is, you know, hey, we have this guest on the show. Why this particular guest about this particular subject? And the reason for you is that you are the network director of Alpha. Uh, in the DMV, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. You were born, uh, maybe just some interesting background, to Ghanaian parents. You were raised in London. You currently reside in Northern Virginia. But prior to joining Alpha uh, on staff there, you worked as a worship leader at Holy Trinity Church in McLean. In addition, you also managed their outreach ministry. And while you were there, the Alpha course, which was part of, I'm sure, this introduction that you had to working with them. You have a lot of heart desires, uh, but the, one of the biggest ones is the heartfelt praise and worship of God across this area. Uh, and you hope that regardless of someone's background, their race, their gender, their age, their class, or wherever, that they would experience the true love of God that would allow them to know him abundantly, that the, they would understand that it's a gospel that makes a way. As the Apostle Paul said in the book of Ephesians, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation so that you may know him better. So I'm excited today for what we're going to talk about. But uh, before we get into Alpha, let's talk about you just for a moment. I mean, you've had an interesting journey. Um, London to the United States to Northern Virginia, the DMV area. Uh, how did God take you on this journey to bring you where you are now? Yeah, thanks for that introduction, Brian. Um, so I was actually born in D.C. I was born in Boggy Bottom. Um, okay. Yeah, so my family moved uh, to the U.K. when I was around nine or ten. Um, I love London. Um, I feel like I developed a very kind of matter of fact, direct disposition as mm-hmm. a result of, of living there. So um, I lived between Oxfordshire and London. Uh, it's mm-hmm. 40 minutes apart. Um, yeah. And so I was pursuing a career in international development and humanitarian uh, studies. Mm. Um, and I felt a pull to come back to DC to pursue an internship in that space. Um, ministry was never really on the table uh, mm-hmm. for me that um, kind of fell in my lap. Um, and I worked at a church um, after I came back to Washington and subsequently um, started working for Alpha USA, um, as you said, as their kind of regional director. Yeah, it sounds very similar to my story, save the London issues and moving <laughs> it this way. But ministry, not necessarily in my view of how I thought God was going to use me. But many times God uh, takes us on a journey that we don't even know where we're going. One of the jokes I make about my own life, and it's true about you, that if God would have told me ministry was what he had for me, at least in the professional capacity up front, I might have been on that boat with Jonah running to Tarsus. There's <laughs> some things that he had to uh, work on me. But I'm so glad I'm here and I'm so glad that you're here and that you allow God to use you in this way. Now, as a refresher, again, for people who are hearing the words alpha, um, tell them, give them a little bit of an idea if they don't know what it is what Alpha is and what it's sort of really about. So then we can get into more, maybe some of those specifics. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Alpha is ultimately an opportunity to equip churches, ministries, um, and individuals uh, to help others discover and develop a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Alpha provides folks with a practical introduction to the Christian faith. So uh, at its core, it's evangelistic. We are Mm -hmm. pursuing the Great Commission uh, to make disciples um, of all nations. Yeah. So now I've never asked this question. Is the name Alpha particularly important because, you know, it's Greek and beginning and the first letter and that? (laughs) So, yeah. So how does, for example, someone who may not be familiar or have a very particular view. Like sometimes people may think, oh, you're going to say alpha and they're going to put in this category. Like this is a Bible study, which is not a thing wrong with a Bible study. Or some people have a view of community group and that's what this is going to be. Give us a little bit specifically about how evangelism and discipleship and alpha as a course, so to speak, how this looks. What does it look like? Yeah. Um, What's it designed to bring out in people and to maybe reorient some people around some thoughts they already have into what you're actually talking about? Yeah, absolutely. This is such a good question. So Alpha runs for about 10 to 12 weeks mm-hmm. and it's designed for unbelievers. So agnostics, atheists, people of um, other religions outside of Christianity, uh, but everyone, including Christians um, across the spectrum of the faith are welcome to participate in Alpha. So it's very likely that you'll go to an Alpha and see many faith traditions represented, um, mm-hmm. and people who don't have a faith background at all. Um, so every week you arrive at the place where this alpha is being hosted. So that can vary from a church or someone's home, their alphas being run in coffee shops and bars, mm-hmm. prison. So wherever um, you share a meal uh, with people and then you watch an alpha video. 
after you watch an alpha video, you break out into a small group to discuss what you've seen in the video. Every week, there is a different video that addresses a different theme of the Christian faith. So uh, one week you're talking about prayer. What, what, what even is prayer? Um, another week you're talking about evil. Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, another week you're discussing what the heck is the Bible? What is this book that everyone's talking about? Um, yeah. and faith. And, and, and so we go through this process, um, week by week of, um, addressing a different topic in the Christian faith. Um, and I love that you pointed out that, um, alpha is not a Bible study, um, mm-hmm. because it's not, uh, the videos provide the solid presentation of the gospel and, the videos are absolutely stunning. Uh, the series is filmed around the world and features interviews with world famous leaders and it has very inspiring stories. Uh, it truly takes you um, around the globe. Um, but traditional Bible studies, um, when we have conversations um, about faith, they're centered on perhaps the Bible study leader, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're the sort of teacher in the groups and they provide people with guidance. And they provide- yeah, they're the subject matter expert, theoretically, right? Exactly. Exactly. But that's not alpha. Um, on alpha, the teaching is done in the videos. The small group leader actually remains quiet uh, for a lot of that discussion. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll help facilitate the conversation, but it's not about the leader. It's actually mm-hmm. about the guests. The guests are the one who are wrestling with the questions. We just provide the forum for a discovery. Um, people in traditional uh, Bible studies are would probably be quite concerned with how to win the argument, how to win people over to God, mm-hmm. how to win people over to Christianity. Uh, but on Alpha, we're not necessarily concerned with winning the argument. We're concerned about winning uh, the person. Uh, mm-hmm. so on Alpha, it's all about uh, the guests. Uh, yeah, so I, I want to pause what you just said. Not interested in winning the argument, winning the person, because I know exactly what you're saying. But for someone who might hear that, right, and they come from a particular background, um, you're not saying that you don't care about biblical truth. What you're ta- saying is, is that the manner to which Jesus often engaged them was engaging the person first before they introduced the truth. And many times we have the opposite approach with people. We want to try to hit them with the truth and thinking that will engage the person. And in a traditional Bible study, if someone doesn't even know what the Bible is or they know what it is or doubt its authority, starting from there is not necessarily the best place to start. Is that a correct assumption? Exactly. And we see even from Jesus's character, if we just lift um, his the, the way he modeled um, his own ministry, Jesus held space for people. Jesus, Jesus never it was rare that Jesus answered a ton of people's questions. Mm-hmm. He, Jesus was a master at listening to people and listening to people well. And on Alpha, we find that Loving people often means listening to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's holding space uh, for people who may have hostilities about God, people who are doubtful about church. Um, it's a pressure-free, judgment-free zone uh, yeah. where you can truly come and discuss things that you may not have felt very comfortable discussing in church. Mm-hmm. I love your term, judgment-free zone. We need to properly understand that biblically. But I do say this often. I say it at church at Christian Fellowship Church, and I'll say it here on the radio. Judgment is a horrible discipleship strategy. It's mm. a horrible evangelism strategy. You know, even if you're saying something that's true mm. about how someone might be or whatever, that's not how you saw Jesus lead. Jesus exactly. led with love. He led with engagement. He led with understanding because he actually did love the person. He died for them. Mm. And then he got into, and here's the results. If you're life doesn't change. I, I think the woman 
caught in adultery. He showed her unbelievable grace. It wasn't to the end. He said, go and sin no more. Doesn't mean that he didn't care about it, but as he led to that. And so Alpha is by the church for the church, but it isn't always run. Again, we know the church is people. It's not a building, but it's run in places that people might engage and be willing to have a conversation like a bar or a home or a cafe or prison that they may not be willing to come into a church building for a multiplicity of reasons, right? Mm -hmm. How does this adaptability of being in different places and doing it differently, how is it more effective in your opinion in reaching communities that might otherwise not ever step into the door of a church building or engage in online service or whatever it might be? Yes, exactly. Alpha is by the church, like um, you said, Alpha is for the church. And in the same breath, it's for the unchurched. Mm -hmm. Uh, Conversations about God should never be um, excluded uh, to just the church building, right? Um, If we are truly saying that God knows no bounds, then it's actually imperative that these conversations of faith are not restricted to people who only have faith, right? Um, It's important for people to know that you can equally discover God at a bar and in a church pew. Um, the Holy Spirit isn't restricted um, to mm-hmm. people in different settings. And so what we're doing at Alpha is that we're almost reinforcing the reality of God's omnipresence, right? God can be discovered everywhere um, mm-hmm. and by everyone. Um, and we want to emphasize that idea uh, that all are welcome to discover who God is and what uh, the kingdom is. So the adaptability that you're talking about, it, it really does speak to Alpha's um, ethos. Um, we're saying all are welcome to discuss, all are welcome to uh, wrestle. And I've seen... Uh, firsthand. Um, I've, I've seen it. I've seen people encounter God in their basement um, and them sharing with me candidly. I didn't realize that I could experience God on my couch at home. Uh, yeah. Church is a super sacred space. Church is mm-hmm. sacred, uh, but also God transcends space. And I think we learned a lot about that uh, during the pandemic. And so, yeah, let's talk about that because I don't think there's anyone who, you know, we're probably in a, a post pandemic place uh, COVID is part of our life for eternity, but the pandemic part is 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 kind of past. But there's been a whole lot of trauma. There's been a whole lot of challenges. There's been a whole lot of isolation. The list of things we could talk about that have been difficult go on and on and on and on. However, one of the natural outcomes, I believe personally, about these last 30 months or more is that people either knowingly or internally, not even realize, have been walking through in their own minds what really matters. Right. What What is the most important thing? It's why many people refuse to say, I'm going to not commute anymore for an hour. I'm going to work for my house or why many people say I'm going to move locations or our family is going to be different. We're often searching for significance and finding the things. And the true answer is Jesus. We, we can move the, the deck chairs around on a sinking ship as much as we want. That's not the answer. The answer is the lifeboat. Right. And Jesus yeah. is that for us. But one of the things I find interesting is, is you're saying that it's both for non-believers, but for many believers, at least my personal experience, dealing with people who we would have said were strong in their faith, but maybe weren't as strong as we realized, that now they found themselves struggling with questions that they've never addressed. You know, like, for example, why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? The problem of evil that you mentioned. So this is effective for anyone, whether they're a non-believer or whether there's someone who's a believer in the, you know, the Vogue thing to now to say is sort of deconstructing their faith, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Alpha was certainly designed for people who um, are unchurched or are atheists, agnostics. However, 
Christians across the spectrum of faith are welcome to join. Mm. Uh, we find um, that there's a high percentage of people, according to Barna Research, um, that uh, more than 70% uh, of people who consider themselves as Christians who do Alpha end up coming out of the course, having a more intimate relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, they start to understand what it is to have to walk personally with him. And so, um, yes, it's certainly it, it at its inception. It's designed for the unchurched. However, uh, there is a process of uh, learning and sanctification mm -hmm. that all are welcome to, including yeah. people who would consider themselves churched. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to get off the evangelism uh, part of this, but thinking about the discipleship part of it when thinking through it is that you know, sometimes we walk into church groups, and I'm going to use that term if see, people could see me in air quotes, right? And we <laughs> don't feel safe to talk about what we're struggling internally. And you get around a whole bunch of people, they're like, why is this not a safe question? Isn't everyone struggling with this? And the believer who's now struggling with it may go, oh, I can verbalize this. And they need the biblical answer to that particular issue just as much as the non-believer does. Doesn't mean they're not saved. Doesn't mean they don't have a relationship with God, but they need that. So it provides a safe space, right? to answer the questions without feeling like, you know, the initial reaction is, is I can't believe you asked that question or how could you ever doubt that or whatever it might be, because most everyone there is asking those types of questions. Do you exactly. feel that helps people? I think that helps people. I think Alpha is training the church and it's training uh, Christ followers uh, to uh, hold space for people. It's, mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> The top qualities uh, for um, non-Christians um, who uh, look for um, an opportunity to discuss faith are people who listen without judgment, yeah. um, people who don't force a conclusion. Um, mm. And so uh, Alpha is it's 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 training the church to hold space for people. Um, it's yeah. programmatic, but it's certainly cultural. Yeah, I love that. Don't force a conclusion because ultimately John chapter six says it's only Jesus that draws them. Right. And and we know that we have a part in that, but he's the one that actually doing the drawing. We're just supposed to be I'll use this term missionaries. Right. So how does Alpha then engage and equip Christ's followers to become missionaries within their communities, their sphere of influence? Exactly. Yeah. So. We know that Alpha is pro programmatic. Um, as I mentioned, it's a 10 to 12 week course exploring the, the Christian faith. Um, but essentially, Alpha is a culture of listening. It's a culture of hospitality and it's a culture of dependence. Mm. Um, and so people who participate in Alpha, who are leading Alpha, who are church in church leadership, um, for example, um, as I mentioned, they get to lean into this culture of listening, hospitality, um, and, and dependence. Um, and so we are training uh, the church um, to not force a conclusion on people, again, to win people, but not necessarily the argument. Uh, we're training the church uh, to listen uh, without judgment. Um, again, I mentioned that uh, Jesus was more likely to ask more questions and to answer more questions. It's recorded in the New Testament that Jesus was asked 187 questions, but he only answered three of them. Um, mm -hmm. And he himself posed 307 questions. Um, and so we get our model uh, from Jesus uh, through this alpha course. And so churches and church leaders um, get to really embody that spirit, mm. of what it is to engage people without necessarily imposing a conclusion on them. Um, yeah, and thanks for your data on that, like putting that out there, because no, no one who is a believer would doubt the effectiveness of Jesus in bringing people to himself. Exactly. Right? 
<laughs> and his methodology was very different than how most of us feel like we're supposed to engage in that way. So I, I love that openness and that. Now, over the last year, you know, D in the DMV area, Alpha's continued to grow and those sort of things. How uh, talk about that a little bit? What what fruit have you seen? Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Our our network is really growing. Uh, the establishment of the DMV Alpha Network basically means that there is an intentional presence in, in our area. Um, it means that we can support uh, churches and resource uh, churches um, and folks who are doing the Alpha course. We can guide churches who want to see the Great Commission realized. Um, and so we have a growing network um, of about uh, more than 200 churches. Um, and our community of subscribers is kind yeah. of 500 um, across the DMV. We're seeing more and more people catch vision for Alpha in prisons and in government agencies and retiring homes and college campuses. And it's growing, I believe, because we do have an established support system here. Um, coming into this role, I had a heart for a regional coverage. Uh, you know, we are so lucky uh, to live in proximity to Washington, D.C. And I'm also amazed that we are in partnership with strategic churches um, in Southern Virginia, for example, and in Maryland, um, where perhaps, you know, the, the, the reach hasn't been as uh, expansive there. And so we get yeah. to work quite strategically across the region. Um, yeah. And that means ultimately that folks like, uh, across generational lines, racial lines, social economic lines can access the kingdom. Um yeah. And we recently had an event, uh, and, uh, and it was a regional event for churches. And the level, um, Brian, of of ecumenical ecumenicalism in in the room was amazing. You know, yeah. we were, uh, talking about Alpha with our Catholic brothers and sisters, to our non denominational brothers and sisters, to our Baptist folks. I mean, it was really it was really extraordinary just seeing the unity um, of the church being realized um, through Alpha. And so for, you know, the last 30 seconds or so, give me a quick story because listeners love stories about a, someone who walked in, no, 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 I'm not sharing, and walked out changed by Jesus and the gospel. Yeah, we, uh, there are countless stories uh, that I've seen of, of people who uh, come in um, who don't really know much about Christianity or maybe mm-hmm. profess to being Christian, but uh, don't actually have a personal relationship uh, with the Lord. Uh, we had um, an alpha course uh, that we put on um probably our first alpha course post COVID. Um, and unfortunately no one came, uh, there were more team members than there were alpha participants. Um, but then this one woman came through the door and, um, she participated in that first day and we kind of sat there and, and we were like, well, I guess God let us put on this alpha course for this one woman. Mm-hmm. Or see yeah. this woman. Um, and we went all out with food and decorations. And so it really felt like it was a party just for her. Um, and, you know, eventually we got to understand her story a little bit more and she'd uh, come from quite broken background and um, very relationally um, just a lot was happening in her life. Um, and she pursued the whole alpha course and uh, she gave her, gave her life to Christ. And it was phenomenal to see the Lord. Yeah after that one person and that happens often that is just yeah, yeah. you tell me that story and i'm like I, I just hear jesus leaving the 99 for the one exactly you think about it, like he will extravagantly go out for one because he loves one he he sent himself and he died for the one and so, mm-hmm. so Susie, uh, if churches want to get involved and start running an alpha with the best place for them to go would be alpha usa.org forward slash dmv would that be the yes best to go? and please email me you can yeah. email me directly and Susie, 
I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> Kuma, all right? I think I'm getting close. Yeah. But you spell the S-U-S-I-E-K-U-M-A-H at alphausa.org. That's yes. S-U-S-I-E-K-U-M-A-H at alphausa.org as well. Alphausa.org forward slash DMV. You can go there. Also have a phone number if you want to call the 1-800 number there. And also, um, not long after this show airs, and so if you're catching on podcast months later, you can't make this, but not long after this show airs on WAVA, um, you have a webinar coming up. Is that yes, true? Yes, we do have a webinar October 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who's interested in Alpha, uh, please, please join us. Uh, this yeah. will be geared particularly towards church leaders or pastors mm-hmm. or people who are interested in putting Alpha on in their churches. Uh, this will be an yeah. introduction to, to Alpha and how to do it. Awesome. And you can find out more about that by going to the website, alphausa.org forward slash DMV. Yes. yes. I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just repeating it 8,500 times. <laughs> the reason that I'm doing it is because I want people to hear it and I want people to go because it is an unbelievably wonderful program that introduces people to the truth of the gospel. So Susie, thanks for being here and thanks for sharing about Alpha, your heart and how people can get engaged. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So if there's something you heard today you would like to talk to us about here at WAVA, you can always send an email to comment at WAVA.com. Or if you'd like to talk to me in person, you can call me in my office at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn at 703-729-3900. That's 703-729-3900. As we were reminded at the beginning of the show today, the call of the Great Commission, as we were reminded through the mission of Alpha, the thing that changes lives is Jesus, and it is good news. And always remember that because it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.